welcome to Geek Down, the podcast where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try and find where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And this is episode 11. Episode 11. I know. Hey, y'all. Hi. Do you like chit chat time? Because this is going to be a lot of chit chat. Boy, do we have a treat for you. So as we mentioned last week, this is our Secret Origins episode. We are. We are. We are a podcast out of time today. You are, you are listening to this. Open the old date book here. You will be listening to this. Way after we've recorded it. On the weekend, or the week of... Get my bifocals out. <laughs> you will be listening to this. Uh, the week of April 11th. Uh, just just the reason I laughed is he doesn't have bifocals. No, I, I'm looking at this iPad like I do, though. Uh, yes, so this is the episode 11, which will be dropping the week of April 11th, which is actually, we'll, we'll hit on a- April 12th. Uh, but we are recording it much earlier. Yes. Because um, one of us is not actually here right now. I'm not actually here. I'm not actually here when we usually record it for this week, and I'm actually not actually here while you're listening to it. Where are you, Caitlin? Um, in another universe. Visualize it. Another time and space. Visualize it. Where are the you? The happiest place on Earth. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> at Disneyland. <laughs> uh, Disneyland or Universal <laughs> Studios. <laughs> That's as much as I can do. Uh, or I'm buying my wand at Ollivander's. <laughs> Or I'm watching dinosaurs. Um, I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm soup sap. Wait. What? Who's got Springfield? Uh, that's a good question. Where's the Springfield at? I don't know. You have to go to the Springfield. I'll for try. Me. There's a lot. Oh my god. I'm gonna. My feet are gonna be broken <laughs> by the end of it. Yes, Caitlin, in possibly the most uncate-like thing that's ever happened. Going on vacation. Oh, yeah. No, I. that's not a big... The, the only reasons I go on vacation are to... Well, I've been to Scotland several, several times, which if people don't know, Scotland is one of the coldest places in the world. It's like you got like family over there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. My dad is from there and all, like half of my family is over there. So I get to visit them, which is wonderful. Um, or I go on to the other side of Canada and visit my friend Ren. Um, which is a vacation. Like I'm, I'm not going to say like, it's not like some people don't ever get to go anywhere. Visiting Ren is such hard work. No, it's wonderful when I get to go visit her, but I always leave missing her more <laughs> than when I, you know, was about to get there. Yeah. But this is the first time I've actually gone to somewhere warm. Caitlin is just doing something for herself. Yeah. Doing something fun for herself, uh, which is not something that for reasons primarily fiscal, either of us get to do so no. i'm i'm also soups hap yeah I'm for, really, really for ms excited. mckinnon and the and the joy that she will be experiencing um when we record episode 12 she still won't be here but i'm hoping uh between now and then i will at least be able to uh get her on the horn for a skype or a or a Google Hangout or something, so the people can at least hear firsthand how excited the I am. excitement <laughs> that is happening in the greater Orlando area. Yeah, uh, there might be, you know, uh, some sort of weather effect because of my excitement. <laughs> it may <laughs> the world may be a little bit brighter, a little bit sunnier in Orlando. Will Will there be tears when you see Hogwarts? Um, I'm not. I, maybe <laughs> just straight up I might once I once I found out like I it, I actually came to the realization that I was actually getting to go to Disney World a place I never thought I was gonna ever get to go um I cried uh like a small child <laughs> um and I I am known for crying at my desk a lot so <laughs> <laughs> it's true I had a conversation with my sister and it was about how my Mother and I are very similar as far as our emotions go. Mm-hmm. And my sister is very much the opposite. She, as she put it, she gets thought of as people think she's a, a cold bitch. Mm-hmm. But she's not. She's just not very emotional. Um, but, and I said to her, oh, you mean not everyone cries at their desk? <laughs> um, and she went, no, no, not everyone does. Not That's everyone just you, does. Kate. Um, and I'll dr- cry because something's happy or because something's sad or, you know, a dog got a, like a, a wheelchair for its back legs or something. <laughs> like, I just, I lose it. And yeah, people know me now for crying at my desk. So there you go. So there probably oh, will be tears. Lord. I won't lie. 
so hopefully we will be able to make that happen. Uh, as Caitlin said, because of that fact, we needed a bit of a timeless episode. Uh, we unfortunately have lives to live and couldn't be tanks and try to watch two things this week. No, no. So we thought we would take this opportunity to give y'all some insight both into uh, how we came to love the things that we now love and as well just kind of why how we met and why we even know each other and and paired up to do this secret origins i wish we did have a theme song yeah somebody get on that i don't i'll just like mash an iphone app of some sort no more of the air horn (laughs) never again no no more air horn air horn air horn for anniversaries only (laughs) um all right so who wants to go first or should we just start about you know what's the first thing we remember that was sort of could be termed as nerdy? oh man first thing well we've already we established on the now long dusted over uh preview episode kind of what our wheelhouses were what's a wheelhouse <laughs> uh I, I don't know where the etymology actually comes from but like our specialty uh sort of thing our, how do you get specialty from wheelhouse like god damn it you're gonna make me like look this yep. up now yep etymology <laughs> etymology <laughs> i made up a song for et- for word etymologies we have no theme song which you can conjure a- <laughs> uh i had a teacher in high school who used to at the beginning of the class make us say etymology three times etymology 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 i have no idea how they are all connected wheelhouse is a part of a boat or ship serving as a shelter for the person at the wheel uh-huh. It is the part of a batter strike zone, most likely to produce a home run, Ooh. and is a place or situation where one is advantageously at ease. All right. Well, I'll probably look more into that because I'm a big dork. Um, but wheelhouse, yes. So you would say your specialties are just for those who haven't heard the preview episode. Uh, yeah. So we always say this is the spot where this is the show where two nerds try to find spots where their fandoms intersect. My fandoms are comic books of a more traditional. Marvel DC super heroics sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, video games to a lesser extent was definitely more of a 8 bit, 8, 16, up to about PlayStation 2 was probably my peak, fell off a bit in my later years. Uh, and of course, the big one is obviously anime and Japan kind of in general, monster movies, J horror, things of all that sort. And music. And yes, and music and comedy as well. I actually almost gave you an album once. Really? Yes. Huh. Your 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 radio play of of last week's show had me thinking about like other things and the criticism that I got. It's like I don't want to hear about anime anymore. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> um, I'm I don't think I've ever met you, Matt. But oh wait, no, we briefly met. Um, I'm sorry, he's so mean to you. Um, but you kind of deserve it. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Um, no, I thought I thought about I was listening to another podcast talking about something else, and I was like, if we were talking about things that like we really love, I was like, I don't know if she's ever heard this album I, sh- I should i should give that to her and make her listen to that it could yield some sort of conversation That's uh cool. yeah big big music nerd as well listen to my saturday show it's a really good one this week um or last week last week i'm gonna leave it up because <laughs> I, I liked it that much yeah and to lesser extent comedy as well that's other things i've thought to give give you as well um the advent of marin and podcasts comedy podcasts as a whole has kind of sort of refired up my uh my love of stand-up and things like that. Right. Uh, and you? Me. Um, so I definitely would say, like, oh, we're talking about role-playing, D&D, so Dungeons & Dragons um, is a big thing for me. Um, some anime, very, not, okay, nowhere near you, obviously. Sailor Moon. <laughs> but Sailor Moon, and there's a couple other things, like we talked about. I have seen Evangelion, like I've seen um, Akira, like I've seen some of the bigger ones. Mm. Um, I really like Studio Ghibli, that's something I know about, a little bit. Um, cartoons in general, I really love cartoons. And of course, British television, British movies, um, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, westerns, which we never get to talk about, but I probably westerns. Yeah, I did huge, not know that. Huge fan. Um, yeah, absolutely huge fan. High Noon, I still think is one of the best films ever made. Um, that'll be a different conversation for a different time. Uh, exploitation films, uh, old films like sort of the the 
beginnings of film and so, okay. uh, that kind of thing. Um, but a big one, I, especially for this podcast, is British television <laughs> and sort of British culturally cultural things. Yes. Part of that is from my dad introducing introducing me to things. Um, like we said, he is from Scotland. So there are a couple things I was exposed to at a young age. Um, and it could also just be I like sort of weird nonsensical humor. Um, and that's, you get a lot of that in British television. Um, so, yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess some literature as well. That's what I went to university for. So it's, it's sort of like a mix of things I always feel. I don't have like I don't have like one thing that I know really 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 well. I kind of have a couple that I know moderately well. I'm totally going to break a rule right now, and I hope it works out for the people. But uh, we're getting soups cash right now. Oh, he's holding the mic. I'm just grabbing the mic. Um, you talked about like you know the first thing like we remember. Yeah. And I was just thinking of that. I think the first thing I remember of like a really nerdy thing. It's probably twofold. Um, my parents were super dope. When I was growing up and mm-hmm. we're like on to things like really early. Mm. And I remember coming home from so in the first house we had uh, that, that I lived in as a child that I remember living in. And so I would have been younger than grade two. Okay. So I was probably like six or seven. And I remember coming home and with no idea that this was even a thing that was going to happen. My parents were like chilling out, playing Donkey Kong on ColecoVision, waiting for me to come home and see this. And I walked in and saw Donkey Kong on like my television and lost my fucking mind. (laughs) Really? Like craziness. And they bought like four games. Like totemic memory of like my childhood. I remember every game that they bought. There were four. Four ColecoVision games. Came with Donkey Kong. So I had that. There was a Smurfs game mm-hmm. that was impossible because the jump was really fucked up, and it was like it was like glitchy. Yeah, you had to like jump, but if you didn't, but because you know I was <laughs> an only child <laughs> with a ColecoVision, I became like a fucking savant at it and was able <laughs> was able to do it. Uh, there was a Smurfs game where you had to rescue like Smurfette from Gargamel's castle. There was something called Venture, which is just kind of like a dungeon crawler type thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember the thing with that. I never played that one because there was like. I can't remember what it was called, but basically like this pink face thing, if you spent too long in a room, would like come and chase you and kill you. Whoa. <laughs> Early video games were intense. Uh, and then there was like a, lady, a game called Ladybug, which was like a Pac-Man ripoff. Oh, okay. And I just remember all of those. And as well, there was a, uh, like the video shop, like the first like video rental place in my hometown. Right. Had started carrying video games. And my dad was so like on it that he knew because this is back in the days where nothing was open on Sundays. Right. My dad was on early to like the weekend rental right. like hookup. Right. Where you rent it on Friday and, and then, then got to keep it till Monday. Yeah. Basically because they were closed. <clears throat> and every week my dad would come home with like a new like ColecoVision game for me to just like <laughs> That's really cool. I mean I guess maybe it's not the best parenting <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it was like he'll just be glued to the TV all weekend. <laughs> Fuck soccer. We're not going to put him in, <laughs> put him in that. Uh, but I would not have traded that. Uh, so the ColecoVision was memory one. Memory two was one Christmas uh, we got like an Apple IIc computer. Right. And that was like, you know, playing Carmen San Diego. And like my dad like looked into like this weird like underground of like computer clubs in small towns in southwestern <laughs> Ontario. So there was like some dude who would give us like bootleg games for it and stuff. And I also learned how to like program in basic on it and things like that. Because again, only child had nothing to do. Yeah. Small towns. Click clack in them basic lines. Yeah. I As far as early, first early nerdy sort of memories, I, I know my sister and I watch Labyrinth like every weekend. <laughs> um so, but I don't remember that as strongly. I think for me, it was, it's definitely television. So, Shira is one of my first. And playing Shira and with my friend Victoria, who I met when we were both three and are still friends now. Uh, and she had a Shira glow in the dark sword. Nice. And she had, we, they had a bathroom on the ground floor and we would just like close the door and watch it glow for for ages um so shira was was hugely influential and i I, every saturday and like after school i love television um 
add like a lot of people I just I think because I I didn't have any friends in school except for again Victoria television for me was getting to visit people every week mm-hmm. that I knew really well it sounds super sad when I say it but it's true like um those were the stories I got to experience. That that was my entrance into anything nerdy. Um, I didn't, my parents weren't big nerds. Um, they didn't, you know, watch Star Trek or, you know, they didn't know Star Wars very well. Um, they did have some old beta um cassettes oh you were the family with the beta <laughs> we were we had the beta player um and they had like indiana jones which i watched on beta and they had things like the sting um which i watched early on which influenced my love of like older films that maybe i wouldn't have been able to see if if they didn't have them or if my parents didn't introduce me to them um but really television was my my gateway drug like it it and those are my earliest nerdy memories are movies and television and uh my mom I know she tried a couple times to like read like I think she read the hobbit to me when I was young Mm. but I was a really bad reader for a long time so that didn't didn't happen and they never thought to like they they didn't really unless you knew about comic books there really weren't comic books for young young kids um, there were, but there weren't. Uh, I, f- I remember Mar- it was mostly like tie-in type stuff. Like I remember Marvel had a, um, they had a line called Star, which was like Care Bears comics and, oh, okay. and like well, He-Man and toy tie-in stuff like that. Again, like my parents didn't know really a lot about comic books, right? So they wouldn't have been able to go in and ask or look for that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, see, my mom ended up working in a bookstore in our town for a stretch. Right. So I would, you know, go there when you know, we were picking her up after after work or something and i just kind of wander the aisles and would see these uh that's where i got those you will recall the uh the marvel year in review uh magazines that we talked right, about the other yeah. day that's where i saw that's where i saw them that's where i got them from um book i didn't i didn't read anything really nerdy early on i don't think it's funny you mentioned about you were talking about you know playing shira and like the toys you would have it made me think of like so i guess now any programming that's made for kids the money all comes from like apps yeah and video games yeah, right now like, it does yeah. they didn't have that then that's why the toys were so much doper like i yeah. had castle grayskull i had snake mountain i had you know a bunch of like mask toys i had a dope like gi joe plane like the toys were just better because well, they there were no apps there were no ipads like before i like there is a stretch of time where really i didn't do i didn't do i didn't play with other kids because i didn't have any friends i watched a lot of television and before we'll talk about this in a second before i I'm going to say learn to read. I have this in bunny ears for people who can't see it. Before I really started reading, which was a specific moment in time, which totally changed my life, I think. Um, I had all these cool toys. I loved gargoyles. I had really cool gargoyle, gargoyle toys, um, which like one where I had to like chip it out of a rock, which was amazing. <laughs> um, and then I also had things like a show that so many people when I say it they're like I have no idea what you're talking about so I hadn't seen my best friend Victoria for a really long time this was like in grade four or five I guess um and we both came like we we were going to someone's house and we both brought or she was coming to my house and we and I got out and we both had the same biker mice from Mars toys <laughs> and we were like we were meant to be best friends like we literally hadn't talked to each other about it at all but we love both loved biker mice from Mars um so I had those really cool toys and motorcycle and everything I had tons of poly pockets I had I mean I I didn't have a lot of of toys, um, but I had a specific t- few. Like I had one My Little Pony toy, and I someone gave it to me. I'm I'm pretty sure. And I had one Strawberry Shortcake toy who had p- short purple hair, which is why I think I loved Mercury from Sailor Moon so much. <laughs> I was like, it's just like my one Strawberry Shortcake, and I made like a dollhouse for them, and and through television. I knew all these different worlds and I sort of would combine these worlds together and then make up my own adventures. Um, so I'd like mix all these things. Oh yeah. Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Chapin, Pulitzer Prize winner. I remember reading an essay from him once saying that basically sort of saying what the Lego movie was about. Did you see the Lego movie? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I really um, Basically saying that like, that's what earlier generations had to do. Like now Lego is like, you will build this thing and mm-hmm. this is what you will do. 
back in the day you just got like a bag of lego and you like had to like make do yeah um and yeah absolutely and the ninja turtles showed up in my gi joe adventures (laughs) and it was because these these things and people always talk about you know tv is so bad for kids but for me those were my stories Mm. i didn't read right so all of this everyone always says i had such a great imagination or i had such a great imagination when i was a kid part of that was going on these adventures with all these characters from different television shows that I knew really well. And which is why later on, I love all of this stuff like D&D and stuff going on adventures. I didn't know this was a thing, right? I just had my television shows Mm -hmm. and my like three dolls with like hair falling out and stuff (laughs) like uh, I didn't know this is a thing you could do. Um, So until I started reading, TV was definitely my in as far as being a nerd. So what what, what was this moment of like the moment you knew you knew how to read? <laughs> so I had a really hard time in school as well on top of not having any friends. I, again, I had a hard time reading. Like, honestly, up until grade five, I had a really low reading level. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I thought it was boring and awful and I couldn't do it. And a friend for one birthday, this one f- new friend who um, actually lived in Niagara-on-the-Lake, um, she was the f- my first exposure to things like, uh, what was it called? There was some video game, Dungeon Master, where you had like imps and they, they you got them to like make your dungeon for you and you could move them around and hit them and stuff and to really like one of those like early warcraft games yeah 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 and like and like resource management type games exactly and then magic the gathering that was my her and her older brother that was my first exposure to anything like that Mm -hmm. the first time i played magic the gathering was with them um again they also really liked um Oh, who's the bunny who, who's like the Ninja Turtles? He's a samurai. Oh, Usagi Yojimbo. That, they introduced me to that. Um, and she read tons. Her name was Emma. And for one birthday, I think I was, like I said, in fifth grade, she got me the Animorph books. Okay. And I was like, who the fuck gets me books? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? How dare you? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm never going to read these. But then I was, I was going to get my braces or something. And mom was like why don't you just take the books with you? She was always trying to get me to read. Mm. Um, I was like, fine, I'll take them. And I read both those books in <laughs> like 15 minutes. Like I I just, after that, I was nonstop. I read all the Animorph books. I moved on to Brian Jack's, um, which is the Redwall series. Um, and then just from there, it just went overdrive. I started reading things way above my level. It just sort of clicked something in my brain. And I think part of it was that because I love these TV shows and a lot of the kids TV programming at that time was science or fantasy, Mm. science fiction or fantasy um, or adventure. And those are the books I started reading. I started consuming any kind of fantasy and science fiction I can get my hands on. I didn't care about any of the other, like Babysitter's Club. Are you (laughs) kidding me right now? Like, I don't give a shit about the Babysitter's Club. I'm reading like Anne Rice. Like this is in (laughs) junior high. By the time I got to grade seven and eight, like I was reading stuff like way above my level. And I just, anything I could get my hands on, but I still didn't, wasn't into comic books because the only comic books they had were like Betty and Veronica. Mm. And I was like, or Tintin. I was like, ah, eh, Tintin's okay. He goes on adventures. <laughs> and Snowy's kind of cool. But like, <laughs> you know, talking dog. But I still... Wait, Snowy talked? Yeah. I had no idea. In in the comics, at least, that they had in my school, they did. Though everything was in French, so her I don't gay, know. Her gay was high. <laughs> yeah, he's so high. Um, so yeah, that it totally changed everything. And... and but I still, there wasn't, I didn't have a group of people or any friends who were into like seriously into video games. Like my sister got a Super Nintendo and I remember the duck game and I remember playing Super Mario, but I wasn't very good at it mm. and I was pretty young. So it just was nothing that it didn't ever click with me. It was kind of boring. You jump over some things or some mushrooms. <laughs> like, you know, there wasn't anything exciting. If someone had given me like Zelda and I got to play through oh, yeah. like an adventure story i would have been like oh i'm there but <laughs> that wasn't around I'm trying to think like as far as reading um i don't know how old i was and so you know one of the things my parents always like love to trot out was how early i was reading i want to say i was like three or four wow. when i was reading i do have like one memory of like 
my dad might have been like getting ready for work and i was like reading an archie comic like out loud and i just you know without missing a beat read the word phenomenon and my dad was like what <laughs> who are you read, the, read the, what what'd you just read <laughs> and i was like five years old but again same thing as far as like you know tv like i was also a latchkey kid but my parent my mom went back to work right you know the sort of thing where it's like okay the key's in here typical 80s 80s <laughs> lesson don't answer the door for nobody um they had those bunnies on ytv who used to give us all those lessons did they yeah don't answer the door and if someone's it like phones you then you never tell them that your parents aren't home i just didn't pick up the phone oh, um that's pretty sure good. drove my parents nuts uh yeah no, call call your parent call your mom when you get in let her know you're home and then just hang out it was, i mean really it was probably only for like three hours it felt like five days every day but, <laughs> um but again yeah lots of lots of tv which was also where my initial seeds of what would become my anime love came up was um, Transformers probably technically counts. Yeah, I think it does. Because um, it comes from Japan and also it had cool look. I love the robot designs. I just Though, love the way they looked. I mean, yeah. Okay. I think it counts. <laughs> it originated over there. Um, I'm not going to count G.I. Joe in that. But as we mentioned earlier, like Voltron, Robotech. There is a lot of shows from like the 80s that were all like they were cops in space with machine like robots like it, the whole bunch of them. There are a lot of weird like 80s cartoon ripoffs like Silverhawks and things like that that I think were Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks, Thundercats. They were yeah, like kind of yeah. like morphed together. But yeah, I think I think Transformers set off this whole like North American producers looking to Japan just like does it have a robot? Does Can the robot do? change into something else? Can we sell we're, it? We're buying it. Um, which is why you know. The super nerds out there know that Robotech was actually like three shows that were like mashed together. Well, that was that was um, Transformers. There were two. It was actually two sets of toys. No, is it that they mashed together into one TV show? Yeah, I don't roll that deep with with Transformers. It was yes. just like I like Optimus Prime. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Robotech was like Macross, Most Speed, and I don't remember the third one. Something Cross. The nerds are yelling. It'll be on the show page. I'll correct it. Um, <laughs> And Voltron as well. Yeah, just something about the way I just liked how it looked. And that always just kind of stuck with me. Again, I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about the plot. Like, right. Robotech, your basic Macross knowledge. It's like, oh, they're planes that turn into robots and people pilot them. That's all I could remember. I just really liked how it looked. And that always that always stuck with me going forward up until the point where like Sailor Moon descended from the sky and blessed me when I was like in university. Blessed all of us. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I will say I did have I was lucky in the sense that I don't know I'd be interested to hear to hear his secret origin I don't know how like my best friend of 30 years uh this guy named Jeff and like we grew up together we met in like first grade we're still friends now and we really liked comics together and always did and one of the we still make jokes about like you know the shitty deals each of us gave each other when like trading comic books like <laughs> I was trading him like Todd McFarlane Spider-Man's for like some garbage book just because I hadn't read it before. And then all of a sudden Wizard's telling you like, Todd McFarlane will pay for your house. And I'm like, oh, give him back. <laughs> Jeff was like, now. Um, Jeff was also the dude who pulled that move where like you told your mom that you weren't sharing. Oh, yeah. He wanted to borrow my copy of Zelda yeah. or like Adventure of Link or Zelda 1 or 2. I can't remember. And I wouldn't let him borrow it. <laughs> and I came home and I don't know if he fucking called my mom or what. I got home. My mom was like, you you wouldn't share your video game with Jeff? Oh, no. Get in the car. Get the game. Get in the car. I'm like, but let me, please, this is my game. I'm not done with it yet. Um, yeah. Oh, God. That. Jeff, you jerk. God damn it, Jeff. And I remember he had a Nintendo as well. I was trying to think, who had Nintendo first? Well, funny enough, so, like, as far as video games go, again, Victoria comes up because she had an N64. And that was, like, a huge deal. And Mm -hmm. she also, like, she played with Lego. Like, I didn't play with any of that stuff. I don't, my parents weren't very, like, oh, she's a girl, she does X. Because I was helping my dad, like, put up drywall. (laughs) And, like, he always had me helping him. I was lifting giant bags of cement like he he it wasn't anything like that but i just don't think i ever showed any interest in building whereas victoria she's just brilliant um and i got to play with all these cool toys she had and they got a lot of stuff at like garage sales and stuff for her 
so we would play with like older toys as well that maybe people didn't know about, um, like Popples and stuff. Oh like, yeah, I remember Popples. But she also got some video games like N sixty four. Like before anybody else that I knew, she got N sixty four. So we got to play a couple things at her house. But again, it didn't really click with me. So I uh, garage sales. My parents would not buy me a Nintendo Entertainment System, mm-hmm. but we were having a garage sale. So it's it was like try, if you try and sell some stuff and then you can buy it with and your money. Whatever you make, we will we'll go you know grew up on a border town, we will go to the States and we will get you your Nintendo. And I I remember, I distinctly remember I don't know if I had enough money or not. I think I had like a hundred dollars. I'm sure my parents fronted the rest. I distinctly remember being told by my mother this is not the only thing we're going on this trip to do. So just, you have to be patient. We are not going to the Toys R Us immediately when we get there. Right. And we are not coming immediately home afterwards. So just cool your jets. I don't recall that going very well. Oh, right. <laughs> and then I remember we got home and it was like, my dad like set it up immediately. And I, it was within like 20 minutes. I think my mom had like gone to put some stuff away or came out. And she's like, oh, I'm surprised he's not bugging you to hook it up. And my dad was like, no, he's already down there. Like, <laughs> he's already down there. Boop, 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 boop. I'm just off. I'm off on my own little world. Yeah, Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo was a big one. Uh, I didn't have a ton of games. Definitely the one where it's like I'm coming into my own as far as like my gaming golden age was Genesis. Right. I was a Genesis kid. And I've written things before about how like, and to this day, it's funny, you know, let's, let's contemporize this. Uh, Mitomo is blowing up right now. I, I have no idea what you're it's this, So we know that uh, with the advent of the Wii, uh, Nintendo gave you a way to create sort of like, you know, for your profile, like an anthropomorphized yeah. you know, little avatar yeah. for yourself. And it's called a Mii. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, we I have one for the uh, the Xbox. Yes. Xbox kind of ripped this off and, and they called it an avatar, but it was just like, you know, a little, little animated character of yourself. So in their first like mobile app... Nintendo has created something called Mitomo, which I don't know a lot about, but apparently is some sort of like you make your me and then it's like kind of a social network type thing. Like okay. you ask people questions and you can put your me in your Instagram photos and thing in your photos and things like that. Right. Whatever. I don't care because I've been off Nintendo ever since like the Genesis. I, my thing was always that I felt like I came of age in a really cool spot where it's like video games grew up with me. Right. Like, not just graphically, but as far as, like, the stories that they were telling and things like that. I played my first video game RPG on the Genesis. It was Fantasy Star 2. Uh, and then three after, and three and four after that. So, when I was in high school, I didn't want to play fucking Mario anymore. Right. Like, I didn't want to just bop around and do whatever. Sonic, he may have been created in a lab designed to appeal <laughs> exactly to my, uh, you know, pubescent sensibilities. But he came at the exact right time, and I played the fuck out of Sonic games. And, I mean, this is... Um, uh, I've always felt that Nintendo makes really great games for kids. Um, yeah, they're definitely all ages. And I always I always throw that knock at them, where it's like, Nintendo's just been doing the same shit for... But they've done it well. They've done it well, but I mean, you know, I, there was a story that came out this week about, like, oh, Nintendo's teasing that they're going to have a, you know, their new console is going to be more powerful than the PS4. I was like, oh, great, so you can play Mario Kart, Zelda, Super Mario, and Star Fox. You know, this is the same fucking games for 20 years. They just keep redoing them. And, and again, for me, like, junior high was, I you know, I was really into... I'd been into Sailor Moon for a while. I was still into that kind of thing. Um, I was um, getting more and more into superheroes but um you know junior high there was a lot of reading going on and as I said like I I had a couple friends but nobody who shared my interests Mm. as far as like kind of the geeky nerdy stuff um and no one who kind of introduced me into to anything I wasn't already familiar with um of course you just mentioned high school and high school is where everything changed before we get to that let's let's talk about let's talk about the the elder sibling factor because I did not have that I was an only child Uh, I did 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 Fee get you up on anything or I technically had an older sister sorry Fee I didn't mean to like that. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry wow. if you're listening. I did not Shit mean it. on Fiona. No, no. Um Fiona is seven years older than I am. 
Oh, wow. I didn't even know. I didn't, yeah. I'm learning things too, friends. I didn't know the gap was that large. <laughs> um, and technically, after seven years, the whole birth order thing starts over again. Mm. Also, our parents divorced when I was quite young. So Fee lived with my dad and I lived with my mom and my stepdad for oh, a wow. lot of it. Like we did see each other quite often, mm-hmm. um, but she wasn't playing with me, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of me doing my own, like you, like a lot of alone time where I was just in my bedroom, like, again, playing with my dolls, sending them on adventures. <laughs> and also dolls being also the biker mice from Mars. Just just putting that out there. Um, So there was a lot of alone time. And then I kind of had a younger sibling in my cousin, Madeline, who my mom ended up taking care of when she was quite young. And I was... So I was kind of a middle child, kind of an only, only child, and kind of a second sibling. Um, Feed was so cool. <laughs> like, she was into reggae before, like, most people even knew what that was. Um, she was just, she's just this super cool older sister. She is a was a martial artist for many, many years, and that was really cool. But I wasn't going to be doing that. She was, <laughs> we, we look a lot different. She was also very always very active and danced and I was like around <laughs> and really liked reading um it's like you're making it sound like the movie twins like. um and you know we just were into very very different things Caitlin's the DeVito womp womp <laughs> womp womp she's gonna hate that actually my sister's uh actually shorter than I am that's another thing people, oh really people we don't look anything alike so people are always like oh you guys are sisters and I'm like hey <laughs> like watch it um we have in as we gotten older found things that we both like we both love british television and british humor and we have the same laugh weirdly <laughs> enough but no she definitely was did not get me into anything as far as fend for self for both of us yes to a, certain, yeah. to a large extent yeah absolutely um but see then high school came along and i found my people <laughs> um and i found my people like the first day of high school and high school was scary for me i was going to a place where i didn't know didn't technically know anyone um when my parents had divorced i had moved schools so i changed schools in the hope that i would stop getting picked on so badly Mm -hmm. um it did not work out that way (laughs) i actually ended up getting picked on even more um because i was weird and into weird things like not really very many people were into sailor moon some of the guys were into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, um, but Sailor Moon, people would be like, what is that? And I'd like tell them all about it, and, and they'd be like, you're weird, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, also talk about, you know, high school now, being in the right place at the right time. Like, I was in grade 11 when, like, Nirvana broke. Yeah. So, being a weirdo was suddenly the cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, there was a weird moment where, like, everybody was kind of into the same music, so you could be a weirdo. And nobody, you know, I like grew my hair out and kept it in braided pigtails and put barrettes in my hair and shit. Like, I because you're just being a weirdo, but it was okay then. So I definitely lucked out. I could not have pulled that shit if I was in high school in, you know, the early aughts or whenever you, the late 90s, early aughts, whenever you were yeah, in high it school. Yeah, I actually got to school in, in 2000 or high school in 2000. So what had happened was when my parents divorced, I changed schools and then I went to a, uh, I moved. Uh, for high school back in with my dad to go to a French immersion high school, um, which was close-ish to him. Um, And I ended up re-meeting all these kids from my old school. Mm. So after years and years of not seeing them. um, And I met some new people and I hit it off with Ren, who I've talked about quite a few times, like immediately. People thought we knew and known each other for years. And she liked all these things she knew who Anne Rice was and she'd also watched all these cartoons I had watched and also had liked X-Men and loved fantasy and vampires and you know all of that stuff and then also uh, I met someone named Hollis who I had known from when I was a much younger kid and had changed like completely and she was friends with Ren and we became like the three amigas and they really loved role-playing which Ren and her older brother Misha who I still role play with today. That's the group I go to after this. Um, that got me into that whole world. And they were into cartoons and fantasy and science fiction and gave me books to read. And it was like, I didn't know this world existed mm-hmm. until I met them. 
And it was like this whole weird eye-opening experience when you find your tribe and you're like, oh my God, these people like the things I like. And they've got me into, um, as I said, like the first um, D&D game I played in grade nine. Well, not the first, but the the big first big campaign I played was in grade nine after meeting them. And I met even older people from that crowd who was who were also into all these things. And I was like, oh, this is something I can do as a grown-up even, right? Like, this isn't just a kid thing that I'm too old for. This is like a, a, a you can be a nerd. You can be a geek mm-hmm. as an older person. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a total, total, like, I just changed my life completely. So thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, helping me out and, and becoming part of my tribe. Yeah, for me, I guess the tribe was um, the, the internet, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because also, I mean, you at least, you know, probably a little more likely you would find people because you're born and raised in a big city. Yes, true. I was out, you know, Windsor is, the town I grew up in was 10,000. Windsor was like 200,000. Um, so I think Sailor Moon is probably like the, the ground zero for both of us in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when that hit, and to a lesser extent Dragon Ball, but when Sailor Moon hit, I was like, hey, this looks like that thing I used to watch way back when. Then I realized like, Oh, it's telling one story from beginning to end, and then like I mentioned this before, it ended and started over again. I was like, "What? What? That's a thing that can be done with yeah. cartoons." So this thing looks like the thing I liked from when I was a kid, but it's telling a story in a more quote-unquote sophisticated fashion, even though it's a magical girl show. And I don't know how I heard the term anime, but I just remember like being my buddy Mike, who lived next door to Jeff. Actually, I think was the first guy around who like got the internet at home right and it was a combination of either that and the uh and like the, i was at university at this time like the university computer lab running like windows 3.5 <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Woo, we're dating ourselves now friends uh yeah this is like 98 99 and just typing like i don't know how i heard the term but like typing anime into lycos and just like seeing what like oh yeah oh my god oh yeah b web crawler hell yeah um into that and just seeing what came up and I mentioned on the last show that the way I built kind of my VHS collection to a large degree was through the message boards on this site called The Right Stuff International. Now, The Right Stuff is, you know, Amazon for anime. It's like a behemoth. Back then, it was a mail order company. So what you did was you would send them like five bucks, a money order for five bucks. They would send you their catalog. The Right Stuff catalog was like the bible to me it was like a holy text because not only did they have a history of anime in the front um recommendations of shows they really liked like my my first initial like anime viewings were just ticking off things what do they think is good right and i would just tick things off that's how i learned about evangelion that's how i learned about Hayao, hayao miyazaki um nausicaa how i learned about all these movies and films and then they had synopses of like every show they carried which was a lot less then than they have now but still was like a heavy you know bulk of of titles and i just i read this thing from cover to cover i remember i got it forgot i had ordered it and it showed up and they had like you know, some anime character on the front i don't remember which and i had to like study for like an english final i just remember being at my friend jesse's house with my then girlfriend and they're trying to study and i'm just like no later it's fine it's fine i'm i do better in school than you two do anyway it's, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be fine did um, you fail <laughs> i didn't do well I didn't, I didn't fail but i didn't do well um yeah and that's back in those days and this is also around the same time oh, shit what happened first when did i see akira because that was also a big thing yeah uh whether or not you people know or not my uh my i think i've mentioned this before like my my testament to nerddom is the Akira tattoo I have on my back. It's just the kanji for, or not kanji, kana for. Whoa, wait, are you serious? You have a tattoo? How did you not know this? How do I not know this? You have a tattoo? I have two, but. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know this. One is stupid and just like the one when you're like a big nerd and you're not not even a nerd, you're a douche and you get your first tattoo and you're like, tattoos are dope. And then you go back and you like pick something off the wall and get it done. I don't recommend that children, but. I don't have any tattoos at all. Have you not seen Real time, folks. Oh, man. I guess it's just because Caitlin's never seen me naked, but... Oh, holy crap, it's huge! Oh my god, it's huge! So yeah, I don't know when I first... I remember my friend Scott told me about Akira. 
the only thing I remember, <laughs> the only thing I remember is he was trying to give me a plot synopsis. I don't know how he got it, but I, en- <laughs> I ended up getting like a fifth gen copy of a copy VHS type thing. And I just remember Scott trying to explain it to me. It's like, and there's this kid and his name's Akira and he like can blow shit up. And it's like, I don't know what happened. They don't really tell you. It's like somebody was like, Akira, do the dishes. And Akira was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgotten that. But I borrowed his copy of Akira yeah. and was just like, what the fuck is this? This is the most gorgeous thing I have ever seen in my life. That may have been the dot that connected anime to Sailor Moon to right. looking things up. Um, and yeah, I just started back in the end as well. Like Music World. Do we remember that? Yeah. Franchise uh, of music stores in Canada. There was a company. They didn't have many titles, but they were called Streamline and they did terrible dubs <laughs> of anime. And these started to trickle in to music worlds across Canada. Right. So like Akira, Dirty Pair, sounds way worse than the show actually is. It's actually about a pair of female bounty hunters. Like Wicked City, which is that movie with the, <laughs> the woman with the spider vagina that bites your dick off. What? Yeah. For my generation of like anime viewers, these are like the formative ones. That's oh the first God. thing that like everyone remember. You say Wicked City. Wicked City was like super porny and I probably should not have been watching or have been sold to me. But yeah, I, I'll, yeah. The, in the first opening scene dude like picks up a woman and they're doing it and she like her arms grow her arms and legs grow into like spider legs and when he finally pulls himself off of her her vagina has teeth that's what okay yeah all right keep on going because anime because anime um and as well windsor to its credit had this little tiny shop in this it was like a it looked like a brooklyn brownstone which had a bunch of little shops in it this place called the sci-fi store Right. And had a very small anime section as well. Uh, so these were tapes. You would get, if you were lucky, you could get subs. Probably not. You got dubs. Two episodes per tape. Probably cost you like 40 bucks a tape. It was ridiculous. Right. And But I was just, it was on for at good. The amount of money I sent the Right Stuff International <laughs> over the years. probably you kept them going. Probably greatly helped their transition from the mail order company into the uh, you know online behemoth they are today. Yeah, for me, I, like, a lot of things happened in high school, obviously. I met my tribe. I also met an ex-boyfriend who happened to get me into video games again. Um, he, we started playing as, like, dates. We would go, <laughs> we, would, yeah, we would go to the nearby internet cafe, and we would play Warcraft. Oh, like that kind of video game. Yeah, like, we would play Warcraft, and we played Starcraft, and then is it terrible that just like adjust the games and that just sounds like the perfect relationship (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, you know it was it it was actually a lot of fun and he he got me my first um console which was an n64 and i mastered rainbow road on mario kart (laughs) like could do it in my sleep um and i played bomberman and there's all kinds of things i really liked and then later in our relationship we started playing worlds of warcraft when it came out and i played that for a long time a long time before i decided i was gonna go to university and it was either that or university um and it got me into playing it sort of launched a trajectory of playing other video games comics it's a weird origin how i got into comics it was kind of by accident slash (laughs) I just kind of, it was, it's a nerdy thing. And I was like, huh, this sounds interesting. It actually could have been, I think it might have been Neil Gaiman. Because mm. Gaiman was something that, again, I was introduced to by either Hollis or Ren. Um, and they were like, oh, we think you'd really like this. Or I really like this. You'll probably like it. And then ended up reading everything. And I knew he had written The Sandman. I think Hollis had all the the Sandman. And so I started reading it, and then I started reading other comic books, and then I found out about, you know, V for Vendetta. And at that time, sort of, um, I'm going to say, what, 2008-ish, 2006-ish, they started making comic book movies a little bit more. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, And so I was sort of getting interested, and actually I had a really cool university program where there was a lot of comic book studies, there were a lot of graphic novels that we studied Mm. um, for my literary degree. Um, which is another way I got into them. And now I'm sort of getting more and more into the older stuff, like the origins of comic books or those first. It's hard because some of the the 
artistry is not what I'm used to. And I'm like, wow, this is real rough. Listen, um, I... I appreciate what Jack Kirby contributed to the art form. I've read <laughs> Understanding Comics. Yes. Tezuka holds up. Okay. Kirby does not. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Um, the two giants of comic art are Tezuka and Kirby. Tezuka did Astro Boy. He was doing manga. You can read his stuff from like 1960, and it, it is just as energetic and vital as anything coming out today. I don't think you can make the same hot takes come for me. I don't think you can make the same claim for Kirby in 2016. And I I, I agree with that. But I am trying to, from a like wanting to learn more about the medium point of view, I am trying to like read that kind of stuff. And I have some friends who who are older, who I've mentioned before, Jeff is one of them. He um, will give me things, he'll loan me things or he'll get me stuff for my birthday or Christmas. Stuff that uh, was really important to the medium or he just loved and I've started to read that. And, and of course, all the new stuff that's starting to happen, you know, Saga, Squirrel Girl, Bitch Planet, like, I mean, even before that, like, Persepolis, like, all of that had sort of um, launched me into loving comic books. And to a certain extent, you're probably, you and comic books now is probably me and video games in the 90s where it feels like, you know, yeah, you have the most, comics have gotten to a point where the things that you are into are now commercially viable enough that more of them happen so there's more for you there for you to enjoy access is definitely a thing i think that happened with me in anime i came to like resent this collection that i had built one when the format changed it was like that'll bum me out in the first place it's like i have 300 vhs tapes (laughs) and now everything is going to dvd uh and as well i watched this show called love hina which was i didn't know oh my god I have that show. That's one of the only animes I've I've actually I own. Oh, sorry, because that's what soured me on anime. Oh, that, no. That's what ended my first age. Beca- um, I didn't love it. I just someone got it for me, and I ended up watching all of it. Yeah. And I was like, "This is weird. It I, doesn't really make any sense." I did not know what a harem anime was at the time, uh, which is just you know that show where like it's a dude and six girls, and they're all in love with them. Yeah. Because reasons. Um, that show just like bummed me out so much. I was like, man, fuck anime. I'm so like <laughs> done on this. But the emergence of streaming media and hearing things things that were starting to blow up and cross over to mainstream like Attack on Titan and things like that. That yeah. might have been the first show I checked out because these things started showing up on Netflix again. And I was like, oh, you mean I can just like watch this? It's here. I don't have to spend like $300 to like watch a show. That's what really sort of kickstarted me again we're going long we're pressed for time we got to give the people what they really want what are they oh they you mean the how we met how we met so i started um when i was in university midway through my university career i started at a major canadian retailer major canadian retailer and i worked with lots of different people and they were super friendly and (laughs) (laughs) they they really like i got have great conversations and they were a lot Mm -hmm. of them were also in university or just out of university and they loved comic books and they loved the nerd stuff i loved and Mm -hmm. they remember the x-men and all the things i talk about all the time and you know we got along so well and a lot of them loved british television and doctor who and stuff and i basically had made friends with everyone or at least was friendly (laughs) with everyone except for one person and I didn't know why but he seemed to hate me and he like wouldn't even I'd be like hi and he'd go hmm and he'd like walk out of the room and I knew he talked to other people because I saw him talking to other people (laughs) but he just seemed to not want to talk to me and I've noticed a couple times that we actually would go home the same way okay I'll stop you there Uh (laughs) uh-huh stop you right there but it was I not saying the story correctly no no or? no you know no you're good i'm okay, just, I'm just gonna, right. I'm gonna fill in a couple details here okay and we'll now then take over a bit okay, okay. for where you have left off all right um so i don't know how long i had been there by this point by the time you started a couple years maybe yeah and you started as a seasonal uh yes i did uh which is people get hired at christmas time to help out and you got kept on and because i'm spectacular <laughs> Especially in like a work environment, to a certain extent, you start to just play the role that people have assigned to you. Yes. And somebody had started, you know, Jordan's the Grumpy Gus, Mr. Sardonic, Mr. Dower. Uh, It's like, fine, this is the role I will play. 
that was one part of it. The second part of it was they just don't get too attached to seasonals because they're like, you know, foster puppies. Like they come in, <laughs> wow. they come in and you love them and cool. But then they have to go to their forever homes, which is usually, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually not with you. Um, so I distinctly remember a moment where you walked by and smiled at me. And I was like, yeah, she seems all right. <laughs> but you just like kept walking. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. Um, so yes, we did go. The, we both lived in the East End at the time. I remember we were both, we had both finished a closing shift, which is around. We got it around back then. Kids today don't know how good they have it. We probably got left around eleven. Yeah, it's really late. Um, and because I never wanted to walk with management at that point. Yeah, because everybody was leaving together. Um, and I didn't want to have to have awkward conversations with managers for half my subway ride. I would book it. <laughs> Out of the store. Um, it was just by design. Now, I, I'm told I have an exceptionally uh, quick gait for a man of my size. Uh, but I did deliberately, you know, try to get on a train ahead of management. Um, and I remember this night looking back to be like, Caitlin was closing. I would not mind riding the subway with her. And I uh-huh. looked, shut up. I looked back and she was walking with. A guy, another coworker who I was like, really didn't have a handle on. He was like this kid who, like, probably in all honesty, reminded me too much of myself at that age. Right. And was like, when you found that copy of the Paris Review in the break room, you're like, yeah, I know who left this. Here. You're, 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 you're that. You're that kid. Uh, that kid and I actually get along pretty well now. But I looked back and Caitlin was walking with him. I was like, oh, well, okay, so much for that. Um, and she and him got on the train at like the ass end of the car, and I got on like in the middle. And we then transitioned trains because Toronto regional Toronto trains, basically there's one that goes north and south and there's one that goes east and west and transitioning from one to the other. Uh, suddenly this like I get walloped. I'm waiting for the train and I get walloped by this <laughs> attacked <laughs> by this 19 pound backpack on a much tinier frame that just kind of like wallops into me. And I don't even remember what the hell you said if it was just like. I think I said, hey, I didn't know you went this way. I think I was lying. But you said something to the effect of, like, you were demanding that I was like... Oh, yeah. It's like, you're going to talk to me for the rest of the... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was right. I was like, I sat down and I was like, you're going to talk to me for the rest of the ride, like, even I'm, though you don't want to. It's like, I'm going to Coxville. You're going to talk to me for the rest of the time. And I'm like, you're amazing. <laughs> I am pretty amazing. Um, And that was it. And I have always said multiple times that... I've heard people talk sometimes about, you know, you meet people in your life that you just, it's not like a, because people have made, I'm not going to lie, some some members of the audience have made off-color comments to me about like, Which you know, is not appropriate. Like, oh, you and Ka- you and Caitlin, huh? No. The, no. It's never been that with me and Caitlin. But Girls like, and boys can be friends, guys. And make no mistake, like, I adore her. I would not be doing this with anyone but her. Like, because... I never really had an easy time, like, making friends and for somebody to just, despite whatever wall I was putting up to fill the role I thought I was supposed to play, Caitlin was like, you know what, fuck you. We're friends now. You're going to be my friend. No one had ever really done that for me. And from that moment, I was like, yeah, anything for this girl. Like, that's... Even a podcast. Even a podcast. I said from day one, I was just, I would... We would talk on the phone and just fucking laugh and laugh. <laughs> like we do now. All for like an hour. And like it was always the sense where it's like, if we didn't have other things to do, we would have started a conversation in 2011 and still be talking like right now. <laughs> now we just, yeah. we have that. For some reason we have that. And I was like, there's got to, somebody's got to enjoy this as much as we do. So. And, and the other, there's another part of that, which is not a lot of people take the time to explain things or, um, you know, there's lots I don't know. And a lot of people can be really condescending and you have never, ever once been condescending about something. Um, even things I probably should know, you've never once been like, oh, well, this thing is blah, blah, blah. You've never mansplained. You've That's never good. like... I'm sure there are other people I've met over the years who would <laughs> soundly disagree with that assessment, but that, that makes me happy. And also, you just, you just, you followed through. Like, it was like, 
we're going to be friends now. You don't have a say in this. And I was like, uh, okay. And then like a week later, you were like, we live in the same neighborhood. Let's go for brunch. And we went on like a million brunch outings. <laughs> we, brunch went, outings. we went to like every brunch place in the East End. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, that weird place near the station that's like okay, train it's themed. called the terminal <laughs> I, I just like two weekends ago i was like let's go to the terminal and some people were like that place not, why are you going to that i'm place? not shitting on it it actually has a very <laughs> well right now it's closed for renovations it, so. it has a charm of so oh, no, yeah oh, yeah i don't moment. know why but it's like the place in toronto that has that waitress who's been there since like 1973 <laughs> and is still there pouring coffee um uh anyways yeah so so for me, a lot of it is there are not a lot of people who will talk to me about things and and be patient and like you said, there's a follow through there, right? Like I I'll, I have a really bad habit of like talking to people and then disappearing for some time and then coming back and some people are offended by that, but you never were. You were always like, would just text me and be like, where the hell are you? Or like, why haven't I talked to you in three weeks? <laughs> to be like, fair, I'd probably do that because I was irritated. <laughs> oh no, okay, like, now the truth's coming like, out. You started this, Caitlin. You fucking signed up for this, so you have to deal with it. Um, but that's always always nice, you know, and you'd always be like, I'm still alive. Where are you? And I'd be like, I'm doing an assignment. Um, so so I've always appreciated that. And I mean, when I wrote the book, Caitlin was like, <laughs> in similar fashion, Caitlin was like, I'm studying book-like stuff right now. You're writing a book. I'm going to help you. And <laughs> I got myself an editorial assistant out of that. Yeah. And, and we, like, the, again, there were lots of times when we discovered things together, <laughs> which was amazing. And sometimes we would just fuck off and, like, watch things. We would talk about community. like <laughs> God, we love community. Yeah, we love it so much. Yeah, so I mean, like like you said, it's like men and women can be friends. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't think if if sexy time feelings had ever been a part of our relationship, we wouldn't still be here. Like, no, no. Um, and yeah, it just it's you bring a whole other perspective to things that I I think is great. That I don't, you know, I don't know what it was like in the early days of <laughs> X, Y, and Z. <laughs> the mist <laughs> dissipating over the memories of my uh, my rural childhood. Yeah, but I just, it's um, it's hard because um, there are lots of things, like I said, I, I don't know and I want to know about. But um, you've always been really patient and, and explained things to me or told me about them or, you know, had given me things to watch that no one else would give to me. Right. Or would come at me with like, why don't I like this thing? Explain it to me. Or how can you like this thing? Explain it to me. I just, I just remember one day you like just came over and like didn't say a word to me. You just read Saga on an iPad like in my <laughs> house. And I was like, OK, I'm going to play Grand Theft Auto while you do that. Uh, let, let me let me know. Yeah, I was like, let me say, know when you're done. OK. And that's basically <laughs> that sums up our relationship. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so we love each other. And uh, now we have a podcast. And now we have a podcast. And yeah, that's that's how we met. That's how we became yeah. nerds. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed this. We're, we're at an hour. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't think we really need to cut anything out of this one. Woo! Woo! No less work for Jordan. So that's the geek down. That's the geek down, and that's our. Those are our secret, well, not so secret origin they're, stories they're, now. They're not secret anymore. And if you guys have, you know, questions or comments or want to share like your own, tell us yours. Yeah, we want to know about your secret origin stories because everyone has things in their life that, even as an adult, they it just it doesn't just make you nostalgic, but it really is formative to how you enjoy the world and pop culture and you know. Um, we'd really like to hear about it. Absolutely. So the ways you can do that, uh, we have an email address. It's geekdownpod at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account, which is at geekdownpod. We have a Facebook group. Probably your best way to stay in contact with us, if you so prefer. It's at facebook.com slash geekdownpod. Uh, we try to leave things that are relevant to your interests and answer questions and whatnot on there. So you can get at us there. If you'd like to talk to me personally, you can do that on Twitter at Jordan underscore Ferguson. If you want to talk to Caitlin, she you can't. does I, not exist. I don't and exist. Don't bother. She's oh. writing a cloud of happiness, writing a fluffy pink cloud of happiness through the magic kingdom as we speak. Yep. I'm um, eating bell right now. Huh? Uh, bell? Oh, you're, meeting, <laughs> you're eating bell. I'm like, <laughs> <No>. what? <laughs> no. Or Mrs. Potts. 
Who are you most excited to meet? Um, of all the Disney princesses? Yes. Um, probably Merida with her crazy, right. wild red hair. Took me a minute. Oh, right, because yeah. she's officially a Disney princess now, right? What do you mean officially? She's always been a Disney princess. Well, she was a Pixar character, and then they kind of... Really? I always thought it was like Disney and Pixar. Well, there was a hoo-ha when they were bringing her over to the Disney Pixar side of things, and Seriously? they and they like they like prettied her up a bit. Oh, well, that... And yeah, there was an outcry. It's that, like, no, you can just leave her how she looks. Yeah, that really upset me. Actually, they've done this whole thing. If you see images now of like Ariel or... Um, uh, Cinderella, they've like really like plastic surgeried their faces. Like oh, yeah? it looks like they've had facelifts and like nose jobs, and it's weird. And they're wearing tons of makeup. It's bizarre, and I refuse to buy anything when they look like that. I'm like, that's not my Ariel. Like to be all, all <laughs> hashtag not my Ariel. <laughs> no, hashtag not my Ariel. Um, I actually hate that, and I hate what they did with Merida. But that's a whole other conversation for. A- another another podcast that, that'll be on our on our uh god we're gonna have to give another episode just for the for the disney world post-mortem whenever yeah whenever you get back um and uh, are we gonna tell people about the special guest next episode? oh so yes uh because uh this is we're recording this in advance uh next week we will be back to format with a special guest a very special guest uh it looks like the the much discussed much oft mentioned kayamdar Woo! Now where's your air horn, huh? Oh God! <laughs> no, it's gonna take too long. <laughs> uh, Kayam will be joining, filling in for Caitlin on uh, next week's episode of well, uh, Geek whoa, Down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Attempting to fill in for Caitlin. I mean, in the sense that he'll be sitting here. Is he gonna be in sitting front on of the, your on microphone? The stool? Uh, I don't know. He might. Right. I'm definitely gonna swap out the mics. Yeah, we don't pop wanna, screen, so we don't you don't trade. Cooties, so nobody gets yeah. cooties. Um, yes, Kayam. Kayam is looking. Very much forward to it. Um, don't don't fuck it up, Kaya. Yeah, seriously. We, we got a good thing going here. Uh, yes, so that's you can look forward to that next week. Um, hopefully, we'll also get Caitlin on the horn. I will try my best now, now and then to to give you an unfiltered dose of the glee that will be shooting off of her into all directions. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're gonna go like Super Saiyan happiness. It's just gonna be. <laughs> It'll there'll be rainbows <laughs> and sparkles and cupcakes. Instead of like an eruption of chi, yeah, it's just gonna be like rainbows coming off of you. Just like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so look forward to that, and thank you so much for joining us again. Yes, thank you as always on the Geek Down, and we will. I will see you next week, and I will see you in two weeks. And bye. Bye. because I have to fart <laughs> I should do it here. Yeah, we're at that point. <laughs> uh